The Big Shiny Robot Podcast is brought to you by the Bohemian Brewery. This is Tyson. This is John. This is Rebecca. This is Nick. This is still Tom. This is Lucas. And you're listening to the Big Shiny Robot Podcast. Oh, this is a story all about how our podcast flip turned upside down. <laughs> I'd like to take a minute to sit right there how we added a girl named Rebecca and now we're equal rights. One in six counts as equal. Yeah, yeah, that's how that works, right? Like, First I can decree I can for vote. every five penises, <laughs> there must be. There be one vagina. Yeah, but we're uh, please, getting. Uh, uh, I don't like the way that sounds at all. <laughs> Make sure they're all oh. white. What? What? I was delving into uh, the Natural Harvest Cookbook again. <laughs> Okay, that's not where I saw that comment yeah. going. Yeah, I don't know what's going on now. The Natural Harvest Cookbook, Cooking with Semen. What? And uh, there's like accompanying videos. Uh, like thinking about it makes me want to puke. Because it's just got like a decorative glass full of cum. And uh, you can use it to make a mojito, like nope. fancy dessert no, you treats. you can't. You can't. <laughs> so ba- no, basically all it is is... Tom, can you delete this from my life? Regular no. recipes... With a dash of semen. Question. I want this question, cup question. from my brain. And he used one of those like espresso things so that like foams up your coffee. Or oh! <laughs> is there like a, uh, of course, you know, John like has a, a, a group online for people that follow this? <laughs> right, like book. a Facebook group. I bet there's a Reddit. I got freshly squeezed at least once a day. <laughs> Sometimes two, three times. You can I sell that. Sell you got to yeah, do, do like what you do with breast milk. Is like you, you freeze it. You. And you just put it in a bag and get a vacuum it. sealer. And then you sell them cum sickles. <laughs> yep. So I have a question. Yeah. Uh, um, nice. <clears throat> so was a mojito with cum called a hojito? <laughs> no. So after that, I delved into uh, the uro- the urology cookbook, cooking with urine. Oh, not just or not cooking with, with urine, dick. but it's like mixology, but with oh. urine. Why? So many. My pee stomach pies. hurts. A tequila sunrise. Oh, I, uh, a mopito. <laughs> I had my first wet dream ever in my life about two weeks ago. <laughs> really? Go on. Don't you do all... It was so weird. It was not good. I woke up and I tried to not think about it. Did you and discover... It's just been playing in my head the whole time. So I'm with my girlfriend. In my dream, we buy this house, right? We're walking through the house. <laughs> oh, and that was so it. Responsible. <laughs> <laughs> it's a millennium dream. <laughs> we're walking through this house. We're checking it out. I'm like, oh, this big house. Pretty sweet. And I get to the very top. And... <laughs> <laughs> just so curious to know. I think a lot of this had to do with like we watched uh, House on Haunted Hill okay. right before. Okay. okay. So I go to this one room at the very top and I House, open it up. Or Haunting of Hill House. Haunting a Hill House. Excuse me. Not House on yeah. Haunted. Different. Both yeah. good shows though. Both yeah. good shows. You know what I'm saying. And uh, there's like this sexy older woman in there. I'm like, what are you doing here? <laughs> this is our house. I am the ghost of blowy cats. Well, that's what she seduces me, right? And I'm like, no. okay, this is happening. Does she seduce you? Or is and it then, like a Ghostbusters? Or is she just there then, and you're like, guess I'm gonna fuck it. But then, <laughs> it's like, uh, 
room 237. Like, all of a sudden, like, or she's the got this great body, but the face is like this monster. And I was like, I'm already doing this. I might as well keep going. And it was super bad. John just, like, reaches up and chokes the ghost. And at first, I was like, just don't look at her face. And My I'm doing God. it from behind. And, like, everything's fine. But then she's like, I want to suck your dick. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm doing this. And it was... And... I finished and I woke up and I was like, oh my God, I can't ever tell anyone about this. And I tried to block it out but like, for two weeks. It's been playing in my head. I can't get, what does it mean? I'm like Tina Belcher. I don't know what the fuck's happening. <laughs> so this episode is called, I guess we're doing this. Can I delete the whole last like five minutes from my brain yeah, forever? Same. I'm just going to jump right in. You just heard it. Out. I'm living it. <laughs> it made you come. Imagine waking up in the those wet I PJs. Ter- a, I was like, why did it? What is going on up here where that happened? B, like, I had a nocturnal emission. I'm 35. I've never had one of those in my entire life. Your what girlfriend's is like, why are here? you setting the bed on fire? Don't worry about it. <laughs> well, then you can't cook it. I didn't tell her for like three days. I mean, you can squeeze the sheets out. And bring them out like a dish towel. Yeah. And then she <laughs> wanted it, right? to have sex. And I had to explain, like, I'm not ready right now. Like, <laughs> I had this thing happening. I got some day. things I got to work through. <sighs> <laughs> Your girlfriend has got to be the most patient yeah. person. Yeah, for real. I imagine she responded with, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Sounds about Me right. too. Me too. <laughs> At least, like, when we have a nocturnal emission, there's no, like, evidence. There's no emission. <laughs> Yeah. Then it's but, not really a nocturnal emission. That's why I did air quotes. Yeah, but the, it's not even... A nocturnal cum. <laughs> just like a sweaty pillow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we talk about Ghostbusters? I don't, I don't know how we move on. I mean, ghost blowjobs, so... Yeah, that's, that's a oh, natural did transition. Did you bust that ghost? I did. He yeah. busted yeah. a nut in that ghost. Must have made it was so good. weird. It was so good. I can though. tell you guys that John definitely believes in ghosts. <laughs> I don't. You know, I guess that's the worst part. But of did you thing. finish Haunting of Hill House? Because that ending is like sad. Yeah, it is sad. Why did it make well, you have a Well, it's not like I like based it on. It's just it was in my subconscious. You know, it's not like, oh, broken neck lady. Like that's that's what I want. We're just knocking the head back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> the crunching has a, weird, a very strange sensation, but I like it. <sighs> Ghostbusters. Yeah, I mean, we I think I just killed the energy. (laughs) (laughs) There's no way to move on from that. There's just like a whole new world I need to go investigate from like semen cooking, pee cooking, ghost fucking. Yeah, the cookbook is called Natural Harvest. Yeah, we don't need to plug it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Maybe we could tweet at them and they can tell us that we hate them too. Come back to us. I do hate them. Come back to us. Uh, Where are you at? I can't even remember the name of the Wood Wood Rocket. So Ghostbusters is a thing that might have teenagers? Um, I hope they're boys. This is a weird way to bring up Ghostbusters. No, it fits. I mean, the this first one had gone. a ghost blowjob. Doesn't sound like it, right? Try that now, Lucas. Can you hear me? Yeah, there we are. Turn me up in the headphones. Turn me right. up in the headphones. So, Ghostbusters, um, earlier this week, they, they announced that Jason Reitman is going to direct a sequel to Ghostbusters 1 and 2. And the internet kind of freaked out for the night. And then the next morning, they released a teaser trailer already. That uh, any fan could have made. But it was... No. Because no. that's like the actual Ecto-1. Yeah, like... I don't think any, any fan, fan has that. Really I guess, or well, you're... it's just one of those things where it's like... 
here's a teaser trailer that I like fucking anybody can make that doesn't tell you anything. Yeah, it's not supposed to. It's just to build hype, yo. It I'm does, just gonna be mad. It tells about you a lot of thing. It actually does tell you a lot. All right, are we gonna argue slime? about this, Rebecca? No, Didn't you no, see I'm the just... plasm? Well, it tells us that they're there's they're using practical effects. The typography at the end was all done with practical effects. It wasn't even CGI. It was printed out with neon lights behind it and smoke. So we're using practical effects. They've got the old Ecto One. Uh, somebody's working on the older equipment based on the sound effects, and they're using the old Symphony soundtrack from the first movie. So everything about this, unfortunate for fans of the 2016 Ghostbusters, is saying we're going to follow Ghostbusters 1 and Ghostbusters 2 and ex- continue that story. So it's going to be a passing of the torch film. Jason Reitman is Ivan Reitman's son, the guy that directed the first two, and one of the major players with Ghost Corp. So that bodes well in that there will probably be less infighting since it's the son of one of the head guys, whereas before with Paul Feig, he was kind of doomed from the start. Yep. Uh, especially with, in my opinion, Amy Pascal. She's known for throwing a wrench in everything, including <laughs> sending racist emails about the President Obama. She's the Sony exec, right? Yep. She was yeah. the CEO for Sony, and after the North Korea whatever hacker team yeah. exposed all the emails, she stepped down and uh, my understanding is she was going to leave but then she ended up becoming she's in charge of both ghostbusters and spider-man oh wow oh yeah venom's taking place in the marvel yeah universe. she's the one that's always yeah. throwing fuckery around yeah. in like what spider-man's gonna do yeah exactly so um this has nothing to do with the 2016 ghostbusters film as far as we know it's a sequel to ghostbusters one and two it's been in production uh the assumption is under the name rust city um, and so for Rust City, they've been doing casting calls for uh, teenagers. So that's where people are making assumptions mm. that it's going to be teenagers. But most of the shit coming out now is just that. It's just bullshit. There's not a lot right. of truth to it, uh, including just a lot of it. A lot of it is nonsense. They had like Ernie Hudson saying that the whole cast is coming back. The interview that they pulled that quote from was from like a month or two ago. How, it was how, way how before Jason Reitman uh, was announced. How are they going to bring back Harold Ramis? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, like Tupac. Hologram. Hologram him. I, Dan Aykroyd, I'm sure, will be in it because yep. it's Dan Aykroyd. And I'm sure we'll see Ernie Hudson. Dan Aykroyd's going to be holding a bottle of Crystal Skull vodka <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> Just petting it. Yeah. And uh, Bill Murray, who knows? I honestly, I don't think we... I prefer it if he wasn't in it personally at this point i prefer if he was but also like i don't think they should be bending over backwards for his I weird just, ass he wasn't that integral to the original team like <clears throat> no i mean i i mean what? i love bill murray so I it's like that's a difference of opinion there like, we could I totally think, get down there. yeah yeah i think bill murray made those movies and he ad-libbed the entire thing there was no script for him whatsoever no i totally agree he was a big uh part of why those movies are great but yeah. as far as the if we're thinking of them passing the torch and having like a, a sage old ghostbuster helping them like the extreme ghostbusters right. teaching about the equipment what's bill murray gonna be right. teaching them yeah. Well, they need someone else to come in and be yeah, I was gonna say, seducing yeah. women, obviously. <laughs> I, I, at like 70. I feel like if it's actually going to be a passing of the torch movie, they need to just like get rid of all the old fucks and make a new movie and take a shot at it being good. And that's, it sounds like this is, it'll have both. Because they got to have the old guys to pass I would along. love for them to bring uh, Janine back. Well, I mean, have I guess her, that's Have her real... still be their secretary, like have her come back. <laughs> is and Riff have... Moranis. Yeah. Is he going to be back? Well, that's the thing. is He's been retired since 
the 90s, but he's also started doing some comedy albums and getting out there a little bit more now that his kids are older. And he's been doing like some... Uh, voice acting, right? Some voice acting, and he's been doing... Uh, what's that? Uh, uh, Second City mm-hmm. or whatever? Yeah, Second uh, City. Like how there, there's a there's a U.S. one and a Canadian one. Other oh, reunions. I've, I've heard he's been... CCTV? Yeah, like I've heard he's been kind of showing up and doing like SCTV. some SCTV. improv stuff. CCTV mm-hmm. is, like, yeah, <laughs> is what I've been hearing. Like, yeah, and, and there was even too. an interview, and like I can't remember if it was with GQ or somebody, but like he said, like he's ready to kind of like he he doesn't have any intentions to come back and be like, oh, I'm headlining movies and shit again. Mm-hmm. But he wants to dabble in it some more like he wants to career. shrink some kids like let the man yeah. shrink some kids <laughs> go for it i think that we'll definitely see dan Aykroyd and ernie hudson anything outside of that will be bonus yeah so what are your thoughts rebecca on the 2016 stuff just getting shelved get off your goddamn phone i know hollywood over i'm just listening to you guys have a come over the new ghostbusters hey uh, you got to be excited about your ghostbusters yeah <laughs> <laughs> Finally, a, a Ghostbusters for men. God, what are they going to use for the for can, the uh, proton packs? A continuation hammers and <laughs> screwdrivers. Well, if they're little boys, and... I hope it's like Fortnite dances and they catch ghosts oh, by dabbing. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that is the unfortunate reality, right? <laughs> Similar to, uh, we're not going to understand any of it, right? Yeah, and it's it's it, there is a good chance, like Star Wars. For the Star Wars fans or Potterverse for Rebecca over there, it's going to completely ruin what you love. It is going to just put a huge fucking uh, so poop stain on I think, your child. So I couldn't remember like where I knew the name Jason Reitman from. And I finally just Googled it. He does all the Diablo Cody movies. So kind of hoping Ghostbusters is written by Diablo Cody <laughs> using all kinds of fun Juno jargon. Uh, okay. Yeah, I prefer not. Oh, we might get a Michael Sarah. He so can still play a Michael 17. Sarah. He can still He's do it. He can so still it's, play 17. It's being co-written by the guy that did Monster House, that kid's movie. Oh, that and really good. Jason Reitman. I really like Monster House. But Jason Reitman also directed Up in the Air. So and here's what I'm saying. If you're going to go all natural, practical effects, like bring in someone who's... A, get Terry Gilliam to direct this movie. Mm-hmm. Not just... <laughs> production hell for the next 10 years. The kid mm-hmm. who inherits it. You know, like, oh, my dad did it, so I'm going to do it. My dad owns dealership. I mean, look it up. Didn't he also <laughs> do Whiplash? totally owns his dealership. <laughs> Jason Reitman? Got a tattoo. My no, dad the guy, pissed, no, so I got it on the inside. And what's the other one? <laughs> like eight bitches Lala on a Land. bitch boat. So <laughs> No, that's <laughs> Damien. No, I, I want to know what you think about it, because I'm sure you're feeling bummed. About yeah, the, like I feel the... like my shit just got swept under the rug. It failed to make any money. Yeah. They lost so, money. Why so, would they make another one? So. Yeah, but I mean, movies have lost money before and gotten a sequel. Mm-hmm. But like this cost more to produce than it made. Then you have to add in like they market. I don't know. Personally, I feel it. like it's more more than a money thing. So, do you feel like it's a dick swinging thing? Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Like I mean, they, like they didn't have any. So what? They didn't have any dicks to swing, <laughs> so they didn't get their movie. Oh so, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just like if it didn't do so well, like why not like try it again? And I mean, I can't speak to the new Ghostbusters movie because I don't know who's going to be in it. Sure. Because like maybe it is like a couple of teenage girls and teenage boys. It's supposed to be two and two. Yeah. Like, well, fingers crossed. Because that's what they, yeah. Jason Reitman and them said. We're yeah. doing a split new cast. I mean, I can't imagine them going full male cast. Um, I mean, I do. Age. I do kind of feel like a like a 
old school Star Wars. Like you're ruining my, you're ruining my thing. Yeah. <laughs> Even though, like, I get that, like, the 2016 Ghostbusters was like not at all like the old Ghostbusters, and uh, but I'm still like, oh, that's cool. I guess, mm, I guess it's fine. So I will tell you. Sorry, Tyson. I I feel like. Because Ghostbusters 2016 came out, we had more of the original franchise stuff. I think if this new movie does well, there's a better, there's more likelihood of getting a sequel to the 2016 Ghostbusters. So when you say what if they combine them? What if Zool is like this gateway between the 2016 dimension and the classic dimension that everyone loves? I feel like they're not going to do anything. We talked about that after the the 2016 one came out. Mm -hmm. You remember, right? Yeah. So there was like articles and interviews with people involved with the movie that the follow-up, the sequel, had it ever happened, would be going to a parallel universe. And and this parallel universe is where the original Ghostbusters reside. That It's that world, right? And so Zool would be that. So it turns out Zool isn't just like this omnipotent um, god that exists in one universe he, she, it is all over existence, right? And so the new Ghostbusters would be following Zool through multiple uh, realities. Yeah. And one of them would be the uh, the world of the original Ghostbusters and everything. So I think there's still a chance they could go that route. Nope. I, I promise think you they're not doing That would be the it. worst movie ever the lady, The Can ladies one imagine? is going, the 2016 one is going to get swept under the rug like it was a one-off fan fiction film. Yeah, I don't disagree. I mean, it's the shitty reality because I enjoyed the 2016 one, but I mean, you can call out sexism if you feel like that that's what it is. But at the end of the day, I think you have to look at the facts like what Nick said and just the the punch to the gut that the studio took financially from that movie. And the shitty thing is, I think part of that is they were up against a wall since that movie was announced. Oh, they like, got fucked on it hard. Like, yeah. Their public opinion was pretty bad. From yeah, because the, the second they hired Paul Feig and he said he wanted to do an all-female cast, mm-hmm. then all the incel Ghostbuster fans came out of the fucking closet and started screaming. And, you know, they had that whole campaign when the movie came out to bomb the uh, reviews uh, on, like, all on of the those YouTube sites. the YouTube trailer and all that Yeah, all stuff. that kind of stuff. Yeah, the YouTube trailer alone had, like, the most dislikes in the shortest amount of time of any YouTube video ever. Mm-hmm. And it was because of their efforts, like organizing efforts to do that on purpose. You want to, uh, I'm sorry. I spaced out. I was just watching Rebecca's soul wither and die. <laughs> Rebecca, let's, how about the conspiracy? So we know that uh, all the like Star Wars hate was actually like seeded and fueled by a Russian like this it was there was they were going around they're promoting uh being anti-vax as a good thing like they're doing they're trying to like sow all this hate and they found that they've been running stuff maybe they did that too it wouldn't surprise me it would surprise me 0%. i think i think the 2016 would have been better received if it would have been a unified front mm-hmm. whereas the creative team wasn't so unified and another thing the i know for like rebecca probably wasn't as big of a deal Everybody I've talked because I'm like a Ghostbusters fan. I've heard from a you're like dozen, a Ghostbusters fan. You are I'm the a, Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah, <you're> like, <laughs> half your oh. life is building proton packs in a, in so, a desert oasis. Oasis. I hate, wasteland. The thing I hate Ghostbusters fans. They're the worst. They're like Star Wars fans. But outside of that, because of that, I have people that everybody's coming to me. Like, hey, did you hear about Ghostbusters? What do you think? And it was the same with the 2016. And everybody that had talked to me outside of some of my friends, like Rebecca or even Daniel, but a good majority, I'd say. 
anybody older than Rebecca would say, I just wish it was tied into the original movies. I just wish it was like had that continuity. I think that's the biggest mistake that Paul Feig made was not having it tied in at all. And that's why we won't see these girls anymore. In my opinion. Yeah. I mean, so as a fan of the 2016 version, yes, there's a part of me that wishes it was tied back to the original, but I don't think it took anything away from the movie at the end of the day. You know what I mean? Like it was one of those things, like I sat down and I watched the movie and I enjoyed the hell out of it. Like I thought the cast was great. I thought it was fucking hilarious. I loved all the new gear that was introduced and like the new proton packs, the pistols, the gauntlet, like all that kind of stuff. And at the end of the day, I enjoyed it. And there was like 0.000012% that I was like, eh, I kind of wish this was tied back to the original movie. Mm-hmm. But that being said, I was like, okay, if this is what Ghostbusters is going to be going forward, I'm on board and I want more of it. Sure. And so that's why like, you know, I, I can see how you're feeling because I'm a fan of the 2016 films and I wish they would continue that line mm-hmm. of things. Like, and I think Ghostbusters is in a hard place because I think even though they may not be as vocal, I think there is just as many people out there, maybe a little less that would love to see the 2016 continued on. And there's a lot of people out there that it's like, is going back and now picking up where the 1980, whatever second movie left off. Is that the right move? You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? I mean, I would say is a, as a Ghostbusters fan that's been watching for a sequel since the mid nineties on these fucking fan forums. Right. Never say never. Right. Like what I would like is Ivan Reitman. Uh, he holds the, or Jason, which one's the younger one? Jason. Jason hold, uh, for the anniversary on anniversaries of his dad's releases, he will do live table readings. Um, and for Ghostbusters on their, whatever anniversary it was like four years ago, mm-hmm. um, they read the original Ghostbusters and it was Jack Black Seth Rogen, Jonah Hill, and Michael Sarah, I believe. And I would watch the fuck out of that mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. Why not do that? Why do we need to go with teenagers? Why not just take something you know is going to do well, just based on the cast, let them have some creative control, take a step back, and create something fun again, rather than rolling the dice like we did in 2016. <laughs> <laughs> and I will say there's okay, no... I'm weird. Nothing is confirmed. <laughs> right. Well, and I will as say... As far as teenagers too, versus... College, nothing's confirmed other than it's a passing of the torch. Well, so much think... of Ghostbusters was the... Like, Bill Murray, again, to go back to him. Him improvising so much of the original films, right? Mm-hmm. That's where so much of the comedic relief comes from. Not to say that the others didn't have great memorable lines. No, the others sucked. <laughs> but Bill Murray's <laughs> part of that. And if you want to look at, like, who could pick up kind of, like, the spirit of that... Like, think what you will of him, but Seth Rogen can improvise the fuck out of any script. And he's fucking hilarious. Like, to go that route, like, I don't know. I know nothing's confirmed, and the casting call for teenagers could be totally unrelated to what the team of What if a ghost just be. goes and attacks a Justin Bieber concert, and there's teenagers just, you know, getting yeah. their bop on? I don't think teenagers <laughs> care about Justin Bieber. On? Isn't that what the kids say? <laughs> My You'd have to ask PJ. <laughs> I don't know if that's what the kids say. Um, I'm. Yeah. I don't know. I'm excited though. Like, yeah, I wish they would still pick up more of the 2016 stuff, but 
as I, I hate saying that I'm a Ghostbusters fan when Lucas is here, but as a Ghostbusters fan, <laughs> like <laughs> you like <clears throat> Ghostbusters, <laughs> um, like I'm just excited for more Ghostbusters. I think it's a franchise that has really struggled to get things back on the screen um, mm. since the second one. And I mean, I know it's lived on in comic books and uh, collectibles and toys and, and prop game. replicas and the video games and all that kind of stuff. Um, but for me, more Ghostbusters is probably going to be a net positive. And I would say take 2016, for example, even if it's not what you wanted, mm-hmm. I still think it was a great movie and net positive on that movie, I think. So even though they're not picking that up, I think more Ghostbusters and especially under the direct, the direction of Jason Reitman is going to end up being a net positive. I want to hear more about what Rebecca thinks too. No, it's cool. It's like, I tried, but it wasn't good enough. So we're just going to redo it with a new Ghostbusters movie. <laughs> you just felt slighted. Is that, the, is that the whole, the gist of it? I mean, you didn't make the movie. Yeah. You tried your best, but it wasn't good enough. So we're going to have a man do it. Instead. Welcome to fandom, Rebecca. Yeah. yeah. You know, like we I mean, had to sit through three fucking God awful Star Wars <laughs> movies. <laughs> Right? Just three? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> three. Okay. Sick. 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 Depending on your point of view, at least three. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Honestly, like I'm not like I'm not that upset about it. Like, I put on a brave face. Okay, so so well let me let me but, ask like, you. Here's the thing is I'm like I when it comes to like old Ghostbusters, I don't know that much. Uh but that shouldn't going be- back to Lucas. Ernie Hudson way less important than Bill Murray. Who fucking cares about Ernie Hudson? (laughs) My point? They're like, can we get a black guy? (laughs) Anyone. We don't care. Just throw him in. He's got four lines in the whole fucking movie. He is non-essential. His part is actually pretty sad because the script and everything is original script. He was from the start. And then after they hired Ernie Ernie Hudson, they cut his role big time. Yeah. As the actor, like that's a pretty huge bummer actor. But I agree, his character, not super important. His big break was showing up to the birthday party in the beginning of Ghostbusters so, 2. They're like, we need two of them to show up. We'll put Ernie in there. So Dan Aykroyd's character and Harold Ramis, Egon and Ray, they're the most important as far as the, the technology. <laughs> and Harold's passed away. And then for starting the business, Bill Murray's character, Venkman, was the most important. And he, he's a total con man. Well, and Ernie Hudson's character is the everyman. So he's the guy that comes in and is like, Ghosts, what the fuck are you talking about? He's the everyman character. So are you but, excited yeah. for more Ghostbusters? Like, or are you just... Like, kind of the same way I feel about Star Wars, like, I guess. Yeah. Oh. Um, I don't know. I'm burnt out on, like, everything that's a reboot and a remake. Speaking same of, fair. how about Ninja Turtles reboot coming our way? What? what? You didn't oh, hear you about that? Didn't read no. that? Yep. You guys we are this? scratching those films and starting fresh. I'm fine with that. I don't know. Lucas and I, I mean... That was fun. Tyler Perry, dude. Who knew? Tyler Perry's Ninja Turtles? Is he all of the Ninja Turtles? No, we no, saw he's the... in he, the second Shockman. one, and he is the entire comedic relief. Who did, was, was that you, Tom? Who did we see that with? Cassidy. Oh, because we left that, and we were like, all right. That was, that was pretty I fun. I went home and watched three Medea movies. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was nothing... It wasn't like a spectacular. I haven't seen it since, but that was fun. It the was second, fun. the second one was, was way enjoyable. more fun because yeah. they had Bebop and Rocksteady. Yeah. They had Krang. <laughs> totally, but they're doing a new one. But I've heard that it's not completely new. Some I've heard that it's the same dudes doing the Ninja Turtles, like uh, Johnny Knoxville and all that. Yeah, like Johnny the Knoxville. Voices. 
So I it doesn't. I don't. I don't know how hard of a reset it is. I mean, is it still under? Is it still under the rights of Michael Bay? Sandoon or whatever? I'm Michael sure it's Bay's still Nickelodeon. I'm sure it's still Nickelodeon. I don't know who's producing I've it. I've heard they put casting out for four teenagers. <laughs> you want to bring an '80s property back? Casting it's called for. Rusted Sun Pizza. That's what they're going <laughs> under, and it's uh, um. Okay, yeah, I keep wanna, going. Keep, keep going. going. Jacob Eastman is directed as Kevin Eastman's uh, son. He, uh, yeah, sick. So, right, and, keep, uh, it up, keep it up. Leonardo, the guy that plays him, is dead. So I, I don't know what we're going to do with that. Because he's it. integral. He's the brains. Yeah. Behind okay, so I want to move on. My two hopes for if they're doing a Ninja Turtles reboot. They size those motherfuckers down. For God's sake. Make a midget? Uh, no. Like regular size turtles. Like regular size people. It, it, you, oh, the ninja turtles are like five foot. Yeah. Like, like five foot nothing. Yeah. Like they don't need to be seven feet fucking tall. I don't know who made that fucking decision. Splitters walking second, turtles on leashes. Second request. Uh, One of them's a soft shell. Give them a weakness. No, like, one of them no. is always vulnerable. No, because that shit is in the I new normally hide in the sand and I can't come out. I can't do that. He's just like Mr. Glass. And they need to take sometimes. cues from the CG Ninja Turtle that series cartoon that just ended. That series is perfect. Can we? How uh, how awful was Glass? Are we? You just mentioned it. And so yeah, I'm very I realized. Curious. Did when you I see said... it? Glass. I did see it. I went courtesy of Big Shiny Robot. Went on the Tuesday night. Nice. It was uh, it was pretty good. Mm. I thought you I said it was. Oh no, bad. no! The first three fourths of this movie is like awesome. Literally fucking awesome. Really, that's the part everyone's complaining about. Yeah, because it's fucking I slow. Two, like I hear Act One like wraps up really quick, and then Act Two goes on for centuries. Oh, but I mean. It depends on expectations. Like Unbreakable, throw spoilers. Throw spoilers. Unbreakable, yeah, great movie, right? It is fucking yeah. yeah. Turtle slow to tie it. It is the slowest movie ever, but it's great. Yeah. This first three fourths awesome, and then Shyamalan has to throw a twist in. Yeah, what's the twist? What's the twist? Runes. So what's the build up and then the twist? What's the um, whole? Because they're all three in like a mental hospital. Okay, so you start off. I, this is. I'm just gonna. Just yeah. describe that's what we're movie. asking okay. for you to do. Right. Jesus, fuck, John. All right. I was like, do you want to talk about glass, guys? <laughs> Opens up. James McAvoy. He's got four more cheerleaders locked up in a warehouse Hell somewhere. Yeah. You got Bruce Willis <laughs> hunting them down with no, his okay. fucking poncho. You got Bruce Willis's son from Unbreakable is now like his oracle behind the scenes, fucking working the computers. <laughs> Well, They're teamed that. up. His They're Grandpa going. Willis doesn't know how to use a computer. He's still got a fucking poncho. John is having trouble focusing enough. A well, poncho and a Nokia poncho phone. works. Here's the thing with Unbreakable and Split is like, everyone's like, oh, the Dark Knight, that's like the most realistic superhero. I disagree. I think Unbreakable and Split are the most realistic superhero movies ever made. Keep I, going with Glass. Go with Glass. I'm going to, Keep but going. like, is someone surviving a train accident and realizing they're stronger than the rest of humanity any crazier than fucking two-face having open wounds and never getting no. infected we throughout are all the entire dark you, John. walking infection we're all, all in no agreement with you we're glass. all in this all right. glass. So, we, we didn't say justify we glass we said explain it <laughs> you don't have to defend it Wait, so you thought Unbreakable was a good movie? God damn it! <laughs> Did you not? Unbreakable is 
No. I'm just trying to derail. How John. do you feel about the Sixth Sense? Oh, so I'm gonna get the to village that. is that's vastly underrated. The that is it part is of actually. The twist. So, oh no! The village settles the ultimate Guys, question: Who's gonna win, the there. blind <laughs> or the handicap? So okay, John. Bruce Willis got the talking like, stick. They pinpoint his son's like, oh, you know, know, I noticed he's kidnapped uh, three groups of girls. It's in this triangle, so I think he's in this area. So Bruce Willis goes, if you remember from Unbreakable, his right. power. He touches someone, he gets a sense of what they're doing. Yep. Real quick, God if you are a supervillain and you're going to kidnap women, kidnap them in a circle, not a triangle, <laughs> harder to find you. Continue. Good point. Go ahead. Yeah, okay. All Hot right. tips. Hot tips. It's Bruce Willis, he's Hot like, I'm giving top. up because the cops are looking for Bruce Willis because he's nah. been going around busting skulls. And they're like, we don't need this. Like, yeah, it's criminals, but like, this guy's a lunatic. Can't lose any more Southside Serpents. So he's about to give up his search. He's like, I don't think he's in this area. And who comes rolling down the street but Hedwig? Dancing, doing his thing. And the angry inch? No, uh, James McAvoy from Split, the child character. Oh. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. And Bruce Willis is like, whoa, like, that's a grown man acting like a child. Maybe I just busted a little skull. bump. And he realizes, he's like, okay, son, red clay. And they're like, oh, there's a brick factory over in this place. You should go there. And so he goes in, he breaks them out. Girls start to escape. The beast shows up. The battle happens pretty evenly matched. They get out, outside, it's raining, which is Bruce Willis's weakness. Right, water. Because <laughs> he's a witch? Let him keep going! <laughs> All of a sudden, floodlights come on. <gasps> which is the beast weakness. SWAT team, well it actually is. So they do, uh, what's her name from American Horror Story? Sarah Paulson. Sarah Paulson. Right. Uh, she's a doctor, a psychiatrist that specializes in... Uh, Beasts? Grand... Uh, Delusions. Delusions of grandeur. Delusions of grandeur. So thank you. It's a good stick uh, album. Focus mainly on superhero people who think they are superheroes. Mm-hmm. That's created by pop culture these days. Um, she does like these strobe flashes, which is some type of hypnosis, causes him to switch personalities every time it does it. And so he's out of beast mode. He turns into his original character. He's like, "What the fuck am I doing here? I'm sorry." And he turns himself in. Uh, Bruce Willis realizes he's going to have to like take out a SWAT team in order to get out of there, and he doesn't hurt cops, so he turns himself in. Uh, they go to the mental hospital. She's like, you guys, you're not superhumans. You're just nuts. Here's all this reasons, blah, blah, blah. And we have a third person who also thinks he's a super person, and in comes Samuel Jackson, who's been sedated because his power is his mind, and so he's in like a coma, basically, on the Xanax and the fentanyl and what have you. To be clear, Samuel Jackson is a superhero. Glass is not. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they go through therapy, and she tries convincing them they're not. And Samuel Jackson, of course, is playing dummy the whole time. Hasn't been taking his meds. Is sneaking out at night. Meets the Beast. He's, he's like, sneaking out at night? Yeah, because he's a super genius. He has stolen a key card, and he's going out. He's talking to the Wheel Beast. They team out. up, and he, he's like, we got to expose ourselves to the world. And there's this new tower being built in downtown Philadelphia. And we're going to go there and we're going to kill a bunch of people. And people are going to know. And so they get out. But then Sounds he challenges good. Bruce Willis. He's like, now's your time to shine. I've been building to this. This is why I did that train crash, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So he goes and they all get out. And they fight. And during the fight. They fight who? James McAvoy finds out the reason he's all split is because his dad left him with his mom. 
End of story. Who's mentally ill <laughs> and he was horribly abused. That's why he let that girl go in the first in Split. Is because like he identified with her. So at what point so, in the movie is this? Yeah, who's fighting? Is this who? like two thirds? Oh, we're like or... in the third act right now. I I skipped through a lot of lot of stuff. Just getting to the okay, the cool, bones cool. Here. Just curious. Who are they fighting? They're fighting each other. You got Bruce Willis and James McAvoy, the uh-huh. Beast and the Overseer, as they're calling him, fighting. Okay. But Bruce Willis's son finds out that with all those accidents, Samuel Jackson had created. Who else was on the train? James McAvoy's loving father who disappeared and left him with the psychotic mom. So Samuel Jackson essentially killed James McAvoy's dad, <laughs> thus creating the beast. Jesus and so <laughs> McAvoy breaks glass and then goes back to fighting Bruce Willis, right? So this is the end of the movie. And Bruce Willis wins, beast is down, cops is that show the up. Twist? No, I'm not even there yet. Okay. So you're like, okay, there's at least three this, twists in the movie's movie. coming to an end. Spoiler alert. Twist, and another hour. <laughs> you find out none of them are there. Bruce Willis has been dead the whole time. Samuel Jackson, dead the whole time. They're Wait, like, like Sixth Sense? Yeah, they're like ghosts. What? And it actually turns out that Bruce Willis's character in Unbreakable is the same Bruce Willis from Sixth Sense. No. And he went from helping people. He's like, I can't do this psychosis shit. shit. I'm a ghost. You're full of shit. And, yeah. I, okay. <laughs> I was like, no, no. Right <laughs> so twist is, what's causing these superpowers is bees. Bees are causing oh, these superpowers. This is perfect for John. Right, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Real twist. No, it can't be. The bees mental bees hospital. <laughs> is actually an Amish community the whole time surrounded by normal society. <laughs> and Paul Giamatti's there. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> no, so the twist. <laughs> the real twist is okay. this retarded thing where Sarah Paulson is actually, <laughs> she works for like this secret society that has been controlling superhuman population for the entirety of the human race to keep things level. And she either convinces them that they're not superhumans and they give it up or stay in a psych ward, or they kill them. And they end up killing Bruce Willis, Samuel Jackson, and James McAvoy. They all die. And, like, that's the twist. And then Samuel Jackson, like, somehow recorded their final battle so it shows you know bruce wheel is bending steel and james mcavoy flipping the car whoops sorry babe (laughs) (laughs) and the world knows you know they failed their mission but like it fucking it was so stupid i was like so so the twist is that yes like everything that they've been building up to yes bruce willis is a superhero yes james mcavoy can turn into this beast and is a super villain yes glass is a super genius super villain it's all on the level, and there's a secret society that knows about this, and throughout time, they've been finding these people who exist and keeping them suppressed so, like, the normal human population can go about their business, and their options are brainwash them into just being normal people and not using their gifts, or kill them, and so she kills them. Yeah, so you got yeah. it. Boy gets... <laughs> Transform back to not the beast and a sniper shoots him in the head. Bruce Willis is drowned by a SWAT officer, just fucking drowns in him a in a puddle. Yeah. Jesus Christ. And glasses. I mean, he was Shattered. dead. James McAvoy yeah, killed, killed him. him. So yeah. it's the like, aliens were allergic to water the whole time. <laughs> it's like sensate, but not good. Oh, maybe Bruce Willis is one of those aliens. Yeah, maybe. Oh. Oh. Peace from his finger. That sounds like a pretty disappointing what? ending. 
Yeah, that sounds. That's the end of that. That sounds like a franchise. bummer. Yeah, I mean, dude, for 19 years of build up, that yeah. is. Guess what? Didn't need a sequel. Unbreakable. It didn't yeah. need a sequel. It, but it didn't. And Split isn't necessarily a sequel. It's its own thing, right? It and they now. just kind of tie together. But like Split, there wasn't really a twist, and that movie did well. That is the fucking point. Why would you follow something that brought your career back and be like, I'm going to do what I did if, with all my other movies that just went downhill from the first one. I wonder if like, he one. did split mm. and then screened it and like all the producers were like, yeah, okay, yeah, but M. Night, where's your twist? And he's like, fuck, I just want to do one movie without a twist. And they're like, mm, you M. Night, you got to add a twist. He's like, fuck, okay. Uh, Bruce Willis is there. And this pre-screening, because every time I go to a movie, I gotta talk about it. Uh, society's crumbling. The fucking dude behind me and his girlfriend. What is happening with the world? This Talking kid is burping so loud the entire movie. Oh. Like, not even trying. <laughs> He's talking to his girlfriend. Full volume. Like, fucking whisper, dude. Do you, you know what a whisper is? Shush? Oh my god. And the shit he was saying, like, Samuel Jackson, like, He's like, he's faking it. He's faking it. Of course he's fucking faking it. Like, there's no movie if he's not faking it. He's a super genius. It's not like you cracked the code. You broke the fucking system. Like, that's the most obvious thing. Or at one point, there's they're they're in a comic book store. And the guy's, like, telling someone the history of comic books. He's like, yeah, then in 1930, whatever, the guy in blue and red spandex and his girlfriend, he's like, that's Superman. He's talking about Superman. It's like, really? That's who fucking talking about? Action comics? Like, no one's been on the planet for the last 80 years? You fucking mongoloid. There's, there's a thread I saw on Twitter that, that was, what was, what's your, oh, that's Chappie moment in a movie. The, uh, that's Chappie moment is someone went to go see Chappie, or as Pat calls it, Chappie. <laughs> Chappie. Hey, Chappie. <laughs> and uh, someone in the movie goes, oh, that's Chappie. And so this thread was all about like, what's your like, that's Chappie moment in the movie, like in a movie theater. So like, that would be your that's Chappie moment mm-hmm. for this movie. Yeah, yeah. there's one every movie. Yeah. every yeah. fucking Society's time. When I saw Into the Spider Verse, Emily had to tell a lady to put her phone away within yep. three minutes into the movie. Yep. Guy on the other side of me, fucking anytime like somebody got hit or something. Oh, ammo! Oh, <laughs> he was fucking 65 years old and doing this shit. See, and I'm always worried, like, the one time I'm going to turn around and be like, hey, shut the fuck up. A person on the other side of him is going to lean over and like, they're from a special needs hospital and they can't control themselves. And I'm going to be like, well, no. No, nah, man. Shut the fuck <laughs> up. He's going to shoot me. <laughs> yeah. That's like more likely. Yeah. Yeah. More Realistically, likely. you're going to get shot. Yeah. Gonna, One of my favorite things me. to do is... Are you going to talk through the just the previews or the whole movie? I just need to know. <laughs> so I can leave. With Rebecca, she talks through the whole movie. Yeah. I don't. And so when I saw Spider-Verse and Aquaman, it was in Jackson Hole, and it was like the greatest experience of my entire life. My dad and I were the only two people in the theater for both these movies. It was fucking wonderful. It's a little weird because we sat right next to each other. <laughs> and we had no like, didn't even put a seat between us, but... It was great. There was no one there. I I felt super bad because I bought no concessions. I have no idea how that theater stays in business, but... I I honestly believe all theaters should adopt the, like, Alamo Drafthouse policy of, like, your phone comes out, you get thrown the fuck out. It is. You get one warning. Yep. Catch you again. Out. No yep. refunds. Yep. I'd pay premium prices for I that. I would. Yep. I'd pay twenty dollars to see a movie. You don't have to get movie. up to go order food. You just write it down. Stick yep. it in the slot. They come get it. Bring it to you. Here's my thing. Instead of huge theaters that seat hundreds of people, 
I'm talking little boxes. You got a fucking huge theater-sized building, multiple levels, and you go in and you just have like a 50-inch screen, and you can have like up to four people. Yeah, with it's called you. my living room. Yep. <laughs> just make that movie theater. So I would much rather do that. And you just throw some surround sound in each of these things, and you sit there. You know why? I don't you want to talk? You fucking talk. Have you seen? You... Have you gone down the stairs to Tom's yeah. basement? But you want to know why they don't do that? Because they're never going to get anyone to clean up the semen. That is like that's going to be like hand job oh, city. Are you circle. kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! They put drains Baseball. in the floor. It falls into a freezer, and then they sell it. This episode has been brought to you by the Bohemian Brewery, located at 94 East Fort Union Boulevard in Midvale, Utah. Please make sure to like and rate us on iTunes.